Welcome back to the Better on Paper podcast. This is the Tuesday after week 13, and we had an amazing weekend of football. What a time to be alive. I, I don't know about you, Cam, but I had a lot of fun. There's a lot of great games, and I had a lot of fun, too. I got to catch up with Will. We got to go to a bar and watch a lot of these games together over some beverages. So, had a, had a blast. Yeah, I mean, and you know, for those of you who remember, uh, Will guest starred a few weeks ago. Big Raiders fan. I'm sure that was a lot of fun watching the Raiders game with him. It actually, he had fun. I mean, I had a Chiefs game going on at the same time that wasn't really making me feel a lot of fun, but uh, it was good to see him for sure and just yeah. talk game. Good, T- good. Talking uh, well, we, we, we can get into all these games. Um, there really was a lot of great games. Um, not really starting with the Thursday night game. That was kind of a weird blowout game. Uh, Buffalo just whooping on New England. Um, and I think, and I know you kind of have something you want to, you have a theme for the week, but I really do think that uh, the Pats demonstrated to me how much they are inept on offense at this point. I don't really know yeah. how much it's a, a Mac Jones thing, or I really well, think it's just a system thing. Even Mac Jones like was looking Everything's frustrated. out of whack. I'm going to blame the system. Fuck the system. Uh, I'm blaming the system. I mean, Mac Jones was looking frustrated even uh, with coaching and whatnot that game. So maybe that's me giving too much credit to Mac Jones and trusting him a little bit more than other things. But I feel like the offense and like the coaching staff and what was going on there was a big story for me in the offseason. And kind of it just didn't look like it had a lot of good vibes. So now here we are late in the season. Offense hasn't been looking that great all year. And Mac Jones is frustrated. It's validating, but I'm also not in the room, so I'm kind of creating my own dots there that I'm connecting. Yeah, and for the Buffalo side of things, I really do think it was nice for them to win differently. Um, They kind of ran a little more controlling the game uh, versus just putting up a ton of points. I think that's going to suit them longer term to be able to do that. And I really do like James Cook kind of coming out of nowhere. Um, I, I I, I was high on him early in the year, and he had that fumble on his first carry against the Rams. Yeah. Uh, week one, and then he just wasn't really used a lot, and now he's starting to get integrated to the offense a little bit more, and I'm hoping that's going to continue to go because uh, that was pretty fun. Just in time too, because the Bills need a run game. It was a good, it was a good get right game for them on on prime time. So good for the Bills. Yeah, um, I think this is. We can get to the next game here. That was another kind of get right game in my opinion. Um, the Steelers against the Falcons. It's kind of weird because both these teams suck, um, but the Steelers looked good. In my they opinion, did. they kind of they really controlled that game. Um, it was low scoring and kind of ugly, but I think they controlled it overall, um, and that's pretty pretty cool to see. Um, and I think Mike Tomlin and you kind of mentioned this before we started recording. There's a few teams that have just a bad schedule uh, going forward that are going to be able to uh, kind of Stack make wins. a little run here. Um, I don't know the Steelers aren't going to make the playoffs or anything, but he has a chance to end up kind of keeping his above 500 streak going. Because um, they got the Ravens without Lamar next week. Then they got the Panthers, Raiders, Ravens again, and then Browns. So we're really going to see, like, they, they have a chance to put together. You four know, of they those put together are f- winnable. Four of those are, yeah. I think, winnable for them. So you just stack some wins. Good for Pickett. Yeah. I think it's good for his development. I mean, when you win a good amount, it gives some confidence for the, the young quarterbacks. I mean, kind of hurts the draft pick a bit, but eh, who cares? I mean, you also want to, like, win football games and kind of figure out who you are and truly what you need because – when you have a really low draft pick, you just kind of need anything. It's just kind of a grab the best talent available and hope it works out. So I think it's going to be a good way to end this season for the Steelers in that regard. Yeah, and I think they got a lot of pieces on defense. I think Kenny Pickett, you, you still got to see what you got with him. And I think George Pickens is awesome. Oh, he's a stud. He I was frustrated Johnson's that game. Johnson's really he had, good. He had one catch but, for two yards. So he was he but, was wanting more targets, but he's good. He's really good. Yeah, he's, he's bona fide. And I think Najee's legit, too. I really just think the O-line sucks. So I think giving that O-line a little bit of uh, room to develop would be really well or really nice. And if they end up with like a 13th overall pick, they could still get a very good offensive lineman at that point, And they're not going to oh, hurt yeah. themselves a ton because I think there's going to be a lot of people trading up for quarterbacks in this draft. So it's going to be a nice spot for them. So I think they could still win some games and really not hurt themselves too much in the draft. So um, I think Pittsburgh setting themselves up nice next year potentially for, for a little bit of a more competitive season. So that'd be kind of fun. Absolutely. And honestly, I'm mad at myself. I shouldn't even be bringing that in. The draft is such a crapshoot, so screw draft position. Win some games and put stack that and bring that into the offseason. That's my attitude. Um, drafting 7 over 13, I mean, is it really going to? Anyway, I yeah, digress. I mean, to, to an extent, it, it matters, but not quite. 
<laughs> not quite. It can't. I mean, uh, if you hit, if you hit, it matters. If you, but it's such a crapshoot anyway that it's just your odds of getting it right are just just as good as getting it wrong. So, it's really a lot of the trading back situations where people are really trying to trade up to get ahead of people. That's where it ends up mattering is you can just trade back and I'm getting a little bit more value for it. But it's kind of what you said. True. Like the draft is such a you know crapshoot that. I mean, you get. I think it's the, the whatever the stat is. Only like half of the first rounders ever even make a pro bowl. You know, it's not even that. Yeah. It, it's really not like a guaranteed hit that you're even going to get a lot out of the first rounders. So, um, and that's kind of what the the, the Rams said the past few years, right? Where they basically just said, you know, fuck them picks. We're just yep. going to go with whatever. Like we'd <laughs> yes, rather get did. the bona fide stud than have a pick, because um, we know we're going to get this guy. So I, I don't know. It would be kind of interesting to see how that works out. Wow. Um, next game that we could talk about, and this kind of talks about draft picks as well, uh, same thing, is the Bears and the Packers. I mean, first off, Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. That's what That's, I got. I was like, showed me he still can beat them in Chicago. So doesn't matter is, how bad of a year they're having. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Packers, it wasn't really particularly close either. Well, it, it, that was a weird part because the Bears were kind of blowing out the Packers, and then the Packers just came out and blew out, came back and blew out the Bears. It was just kind of that weird swing. And it was just a classic Aaron Rodgers game where he just, like, he didn't throw for 300 yards and four, four touchdowns or anything like that. But he definitely like, came in and took control of that game, and you just saw the Packers kind of dominate you could feel, that fourth quarter. You could feel the momentum just switch, and you're like, yep, they turned it on. Absolutely. Yeah, and fun stat, you know, Packers fans that are out there. Um, I love stats. Yeah, well, the Packers are now – uh, the all-time winningest franchise in the history of football. It's kind of a dumb stat because both the Packers and Bears have been going back. And, or, well, the Bears have had it forever, I think, and now the Packers finally eclipse them just because they're the longest franchises around, so it's kind of a dumb stat. But if you want to be happy as a Packer fan for this year, you can say that was your, that was your accomplishment. Um, and now the Bears are the number two overall pick, and I, I think they could set themselves up for a nice little nice spot here because – that number two overall pick, and I kind of talked about trading down, I think is actually really important for the Bears because they don't need a quarterback. And there's going to be a lot of people trying to trade up to get that quarterback spot, and I think it's really going to help them out. I'm just looking it up because I'm interested. So the Packers have the most wins, 787. Then the next, just between us, the San Francisco 49ers are between like them and the Chiefs are the closest with 569. So you're almost there. Um, <laughs> but the Lions have more wins than you. Granted, the Lions have more wins than the Chiefs, too. The Chiefs have 516. So, dumb stats, but it's fun to keep tabs on. You've got us play about 50 games, but we'll catch you eventually. Maybe before I die, we, uh, we'll catch that 50 game, and we'll somehow chip away at that. Yeah, I mean, like, the 200 games ahead is just ridiculous. It really just, like, no one's ever going to catch that unless the Packers and Bears turn into a well, Lions we've seen situation. The Bears. We've seen the Bears suck for already years and years, and no one's been able to catch them. So, exactly. So they would, need, they would need to really, really suck, not just like moderately. Like They'd have to go into 0-17 like seasons over and over again yeah. for a while. Because, I mean, Maybe even if you 17-0, like, even if you gain 17 games on a, a team every season, that's just not realistic. Um, I think we're cel- celebrating, what is it, NFL 125 or something around there, 125 years of the NFL, something like that? Or am I wrong? What's uh, the year? Is it 100? I think it was 100 a few years ago when the Chiefs won okay. the Super Bowl. So. Let's just go with 100 then. Let's just go with 100. In 100 years from now, I think it'll still be the Bears and the Packers at the top. Probably. <laughs> NFL, NFL 200 still be anyway. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, kind of a fun stat. I think uh, Justin Fields is really good, and I think them filling out that team will be really nice. So I, I do really think eventually them getting that number two pick, if that's what they end up being, is going to be way better than them getting like a number nine pick because they're going to be able to trade that back and stack up some picks and really fill out that roster. And they have just a shit ton of cap space. So um, I think that would be really good for them. So The Bears uh, we'll are ready to make some there. moves. We'll see if they do it, yeah. but they're ready to make some moves. Yeah. Um, next game was awesome because i love dan campbell um that was such a lions, good game oh putting up 40 on the jacksville jaguars jared goff looked awesome Amonar st brown looks awesome deandre swift is awesome jamal williams i think uh, jamal williams again. yeah he it's did just, first touchdown oh, of the game um, just insane they scored on their I, first eight drives which is absolutely insane they didn't uh, punt once they didn't punt it's, once it's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. So good for the Lions. They whooped on Jacksonville. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had his kind of come back to the the ground game here, and uh, I, I don't know. Good for the Lions, man. Like they're again, they're like in that same situation as the Steelers, I think, where um, they're not going to make the playoffs or anything like that. But 
you know, they could throw together a couple more wins here and be in a good spot. And they have the Rams draft pick, and the Rams season's a complete shit show and dumpster so fire. Good. So they're going to get a top flight draft pick just for no reason at all. And then, you know, they could just continue to win here and then be like number four and 13 and be in a really good spot. This um, is, and that would be really is, fun for them. This was the perfect result, I thought, for this game. This is what I wanted to see. The Jags, I mean, I'm still, I'm just going to call it Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. Um, so. It just gives them another year. I mean, whatever. Better draft capital for the Jags. They can go into this offseason kind of knowing where they are. Doug Peterson's definitely not getting fired, so they can actually learn to build something. The Lions need to stack wins. Dan Campbell needs wins under his resume right now. Loved it. And like you said, they have the Rams pick. So they just they have no reason to lose games. Just go out and win. Um, um, question for you, if you remember. What was TC3's prediction? Was it eight wins or is it seven wins? I thought he said it was a winning record, so I thought it was. Well, eight. I winning he said records, eight or nine. I thought he said eight. Winning or nine. records, kind of out of the out of the range of possibility here, barring something crazy yeah. happening. But they could definitely get seven. They could definitely get seven. They so their remaining schedule I'm looking at right now is Vikings, Jets, Panthers, Bears, Packers. I mean, three three of those I think are definitely winnable. Yeah, and then maybe they pull up a random pull off a random. I mean, theoretically, the all bikes. five. Yeah, technically, all five are winnable. But I'm like, I can see them easily stacking at least three of three of those as wins. Yeah, maybe they pull off eight wins. That would be. I mean, I, I don't think so. I think also, end up with seven. I think they win two out of those three. Just you know, because they're gonna drop one of those games. That would be fun. I mean, no, that's conservative. Seven win team. Good. Yeah. What more could you ask for right now? I mean, especially if it's those last two years. I'm like, or the weeks it just looks like dan campbell can end the season on a three or maybe even two game winning streak that's what I, what else do you want going into the offseason right there so yeah i really i'm awesome. i'm happy with the lines at and hey if they get seven wins if tcc blah, 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 tc3's prediction was eight or nine if they get seven i'll give it to them because it's good vibes end of the season so yeah absolutely um next game I really thought Mike White was going to pull this one off. Uh, no. This is Jets, Jets Vikings. This is this is what I pulled. The, I, I picked the Jets, and he almost it did come did, down man. to the end. It did he come down to the end. He almost did. Like, he had like two drives inside the ten yard. I thought he had it under two minutes. I was sitting there just like, oh man, Mike White's going to win this game. Mike White's going to win this game. And I had friends that were at the game, so I, you know, they don't get to go to games very often. So I was there, you know, like oh, it would have been suck for them to have to go watch yeah. the Vikings lose to the Jets, but. I mean, I would love to see the Vikings lose because we're still jockeying with a uh, you know, playoff seeding with them. Mm-hmm. But also, I picked the Jets. So I really want them to win. And man, Mike White came so close. Um, and Garrett Wilson's an absolute stud. Yeah. Dude, Garrett Wilson, I, he's looking like he's going to be the best receiver out of this draft right now. Him or Olave. Um, they're killing it. Yeah. Um, the Jets, I think, out outgained the Vikings by 200 yards, I want to say, um, in this game. Which is a kind it's of insane stat. stat when they yeah, lost. Um, it, it just shows like when you take advantage of certain situations, you can really like do. And the Jets weren't converting when they got into uh, opponent territory, so they were getting a lot of drives into inside the thirty, and then just having to kick field goals. And they got a lot inside the red zone that they had to kick field goals on. So um, it just shows you you gotta convert when you get in the red zone. If they just converted on maybe one of those drives, we're talking about a totally different ball game potentially, um, especially because you know. Uh, one of those drives, they end up getting a touchdown instead of a field goal. Now they're only at a one-point game, and in both those drives inside the red zone, um, at the end of the two minutes there, at the end of the game, they're just going to kick a field goal on one of those two drives, and now they're ahead, and the Vikings have to kind of claw their way back. So, uh, you know, the, the Jets were this close. Yeah, Jets were this close. It was it was kind of a sad loss. I mean, it would have been fun to see Mike White and the Jets get that win, uh, especially the season they're having. But like you said, it came down to the final seconds, uh, but the ball bounced the Vikings' way. Again, I'm just waiting for it to not bounce their way. I'm just I don't want to talk about this next game. <laughs> uh, I mean, just because it's the best result that we can have. There's for those nothing. of you that don't know what we're talking about, what we're referring to, the tie between the Commanders and the New York Giants. NFL needs to change the stupid tie rule. Figure it out. Different overtimes. Make it like college. Let's just get rid of this crap. And the thing that makes me happy about this tie specifically is I think both of these teams don't deserve to make the playoffs. And what's going to happen is is one of these two teams is going or both are going to end up making it because of that tie. And it's going to cause all kinds of a shitstorm throughout the league. That's just like with the Steelers issue. last year. That was just like with the Steelers last year getting the tie and get going in at eight eight and one. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, but now we have two teams that are in that hunt that happen to tie each other, and we might in be in a situation division. here it's in a couple so weeks. It's just oh, ugly. it's going to be. It's yeah. so ugly. Yeah. I hate this. The Giants didn't <laughs> score a single point in the second half in overtime. They fell flat. So, I mean, shame on both teams. What, what, what more? What can we say in a tie? I mean, the Giants completely fell flat, and yet the Commanders still couldn't get it done. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's move um, on to the yeah. AJ Brown revenge game. AJ Brown revenge game that single-handedly got the Titans GM fired. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> that's that, AJ that's Brown just like went off. Uh, that that and, should be a stat on AJ Brown's like career resume when like at the end of the year, like you know, end of his career, they'll say, oh, he had ten thousand receiving yards, you know, hundred fifty touchdowns, whatever he ends up getting, right? The whole thing, and then the next one played so well one game, he got his former GM fired. <laughs> yeah, former boss got fired for trading him. I mean, that has to be why, because even the timing doesn't make sense unless you put it in that context. I feel like that's the only way, because it's just like, he was extended through 2027, they're going to win the division. It's just such weird timing. Uh, It has to be And you pick A.J. Brown and take him off the Eagles, the Eagles probably are the four seed right now. Yeah. Maybe even worse. I think the Cowboys are winning this division if you take A.J. Brown off the Eagles just because it takes their whole passing last year. And they were a borderline yeah, I, like playoff team last year, and they got destroyed by the Bucks. Yeah, so it, it's just it, it's yeah, it, it's a shit show for Tennessee at this point. I don't know they're going to win that division because their division sucks, and then they're going to maybe win one playoff game because Vrabel's a good coach, and then it, it's a dumpster fire. I do think that uh, him getting let go is the right move for them longer term because um, I don't think they have the the roster set up to win a Super Bowl, and if that's their really their goal, I think that's where. Um, they need to move, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it'll be okay. New lows, new lows on the next game. Oh man, this was so ugly. This game made me like. Th- this is one of those games where I'm glad that I watched a lot of Red Zone Channel, and I didn't have to just like sit through this as like the the in market game or whatever. This was the worst it's game of the day. Gross. This it was ma- the worst It made game me question day. like, do we? Is football like fun to watch sometimes? Like, is any football better than no football? Because I don't know. This this one was bad. This was worse than the Broncos Colts uh, Thursday night game. This is that new we lows, had. Dude. Like, this is just this new is lows again. If the Broncos had scored eighteen points, now they'd be ten and three. So just Third. another another week of just like the offense cannot get it going. Ravens were held to ten points. And they're fine. It was like the final like possession or whatever it was when they got their touchdown. It was the very end of the game. Like the defense had another stellar game for the Broncos, and yeah. the offense just new lows, man. This this team yeah. gets lower and lower every week. It's just not good. Well, and so two things is Lamar got hurt, right? And so we already talked about it a little bit, but Lamar being out was a, a big deal, I think. For Which that is Ravens why team. I think it made it the worst game of the day, because then it was like the Broncos are going to give you nothing, and then the Ravens, you're like, well, you lose Lamar. It's just like, what yeah. is there about this game? Yeah. And then the other side of it is, is like the biggest takeaway I got from this game, honestly, is that Nathaniel Hackett shouldn't grow out a goatee because it doesn't look good. So, like that, which maybe I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be getting that away for these games. But show show me Sunday, and we we found out that Nathaniel Hackett showed us no goatees. Um, Oh man. Um, Next game again was also just a horrible game. Um, The biggest storyline of this game was uh, Cam's best friend Deshaun Watson. Uh, making his return in <laughs> Houston with the Texans. Um, <laughs> uh, so this this was. A, he's your best. I, I want to say this delicately because there's some. Because he's your best friend. No, uh, because you know, I don't know how to. So there was a picture taken of a tailgate of a bunch well, of Browns fans outside of the Texan Stadium. I think. And regardless of where this was at, anyway, regardless, this picture is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my entire life. And we don't have to get into all the specifics, but it's basically a bunch of like things that would get you in trouble at work for mentioning all into one picture. And every time you zoom in, you find a new one. It was the villain version of Bill's Mafia is how I saw it. I was like, it's it's just as ridiculous as Bill's Mafia, but like where the Bill's Mafia is like heroes, these are like villains. 
Yeah, with it, their I mean, some some of the things on there to uh, to be the, that were the most delicate that we could mention were um, having uh, a sign that says "Happy Endings Aren't Illegal." Um, below a massage table where they had a mannequin with which a technically, jersey which on. technically, listeners is incorrect. They are illegal, but that's beside the point. Depending on the state, <laughs> just just because we don't want to give you, we're not giving any advice here. Just it's yeah. This, this is this is just what the sign said, and then had a mannequin with a Deshaun Watson jersey on a massage table with a towel over um, his crotch with what appeared to be what a happy ending uh, position would look like. And um, so there's that. There was uh, a flag that was insane that was printed, and I don't know how someone. I couldn't imagine paying money to get something like that printed, but it was. Um, I won't even talk about what was on the flag. Picking it up and um, being like, "That's me. That's what I ordered." That's that. That's what I. Yeah, I. I I'm that whew. one. Um, <laughs> just like every. There's other weird things like they just had weird pictures. Like Joe Thomas got thrown in the mix there, which like. Can't imagine Joe Thomas is happy about being his picture thrown into that mix because he didn't deserve like, that. He's the all-time like, Browns player for the last twenty years. I was like, I get it though at a Browns tailgate, like having some Joe Thomas respect. Like it <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, just, it was just insane. Um, and if you don't know what picture I'm talking about, um, maybe just, you got it in a spam email or a funny text thread one time in your past yeah just you could even go look on twitter somewhere i'm sure you'll be able to find it because it's the most absurd thing you'll ever see and like literally every time you zoom in you'll find something else like what i can't believe that's there um it's it's absolutely absurd uh but that, no, this does not represent all cleveland fans this does not represent all cleveland fans but there is these definitely were Cleveland fans. Uh, These were definitely some dirtbag. Talking about the fans. game, uh, they're, let's just say the the person they were showing support for uh, had a, had not a good game. Uh, honestly, Cleveland looked, looked like Cleveland's offense looked pretty bad, uh, but they played the Texans, Cle- and so Cleveland's offense had three scores that were not offensive scores, and that's why they won the game. <laughs> and they like, even had like, like <laughs> some bad turnovers that were like luckily called back. It just. It looked ugly. Uh, it was the score was twenty-seven to fourteen. The game was a lot uglier than that would would entail or show. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Texans um, are just a dumpster fire. So they they are that bad. Like that's how bad the Texans were. Um, this Texans team is what I expected last year's Texans team to be. Correct. Honestly, yes. And yeah, but David Coach of the Year David Culley did a great job last year and got them out of this mess. This year, it's just it's not the case. Not to throw disrespect um, to Super Bowl participant coach Lovey Smith. And I, I talked about how much I like Lovey Smith. I just think this team is way worse. Um, so it's just a total different level of. I also disrepair. feel like it's. I also feel like it's semi insulting to call someone like Super Bowl participant. <laughs> but anyway. Super Bowl participant. The oxy, the, yeah, yeah. the oxy the oxymoron of saying, "Please don't disrespect Super Bowl participant." Uh, insert <laughs> name. Uh, um, well, we can get to the next game here. Uh, this game, I really thought the Rams are going to pull this game off. I was sitting there just this so. Was such, this was another uh, they, ugly game. Seahawks went down three, and I was like, "No way, no way." The Rams pulled this off. Bryce Perkins slash John Wolford somehow pulled this off. And no, eventually Geno Smith was Geno Smith. I mean, this was the game that it the Rams the needed time, to win. I was like, it might have been the first time you've rooted for the Rams in maybe the last three years, four years. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like, I mean, there was, was just, there was some years in the past where this kind of matchup would have been, you know, bad Rams versus good Seahawks, but that that was long, longer ago. Yeah, but this was the game that they they could have actually won because Kenneth Walker got hurt, DJ Dallas got hurt, and then Travis Homer I think got hurt. like basically they had no running backs. The Seahawks they had zero running backs that entire second half and we're playing with like DJ Dallas on a hobbled knee. So it was just Geno Smith trying to figure out an offense without that. Um, and the, the Rams, you know, Wolford got hurt for a little bit, came back in. It was just a really weird, ugly game. Um, and I, we just need to get as big of a lead over the Seahawks as we can. And uh, them winning this week, that, that was a little bit of a punch to the gut because I really thought they were going to lose that game when, uh, when the Rams scored there at the end. Well, yeah. Rams do not look good. It's only getting worse, I think, for them. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe better. They signed Baker. That's some news. That's um, that is some news. That's that's kind of the biggest news the of the day. The only team to put a claim in. They were the only team only, to put a claim in. He he'll be wearing number seventeen. Um, kind of weird. I don't know why he picked that number, but he did. Um, they got his guy. And <laughs> the now the Rams are still gonna suck, but 
uh, Baker will probably create some more drama, and then we'll just see what happens. So could be maybe they sell some tickets, more tickets, you know. And it, and I have a theory about why they picked up Baker, but we can You'll get into that. that with this next game. Go for um, it. Next game, and I'll I'll take the lead on this one. Niners Dolphins. This was a great game. Um, it was such a lot a of good fun. Game. This it, was, it was one back of the and forth today. Yeah, the, the the score final score is thirty three seventeen. Doesn't quite tell the whole picture of that game because it was closer until the the fumble six there at the end. Um, but the Niners did really after that one. So the Dolphins start off seventy five yard touchdown, boom, right off the bat. And I was like, uh oh, this is going to be a long day. And the Niners defense just played awesome. They did exactly what you said they were going to do and what I hoped they were going to do, which is just clamp everything down. Um, kept two under control. We're pressuring him because his tackles are both out. Um, and defense just played very, very well, other than two long plays. And then the offense just slowly, methodically moved was the ball out, on right? the field. Was Waddle out? Waddle, Waddle was in and out okay. a little bit too. Um, I know he yeah, had some he, stuff going on. Yeah, he he kind of I think he hit his ankle and he was like coming in and out of the game and it wasn't really sure if he was 100. percent But uh, regardless, it just Tua was not on. Um, he did not look very good uh, for most of the game. Um, part of it was just he was getting rattled. Uh, he was just getting he was getting beat up. But the, the biggest storyline coming out of this game uh, was really it happened on the first drive. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo bre- uh, breaking his foot um, and us having to put Brock Purdy in. And Brock Purdy basically single handedly won that game. Did like pretty he, good. He went in. It, he I mean not single handedly. Obviously defense is the one that won that game. But he came in. And he was basically the starter for that game and won it. And if you would have told me going he into the game, Brock Purdy's too. going against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, if you would have got, if you would have gotten told me like, "Hey, Brock Purdy's going to start the game," I'd have been like, "All right, well, no way we beat the Dolphins. We're going to get." I Steve probably rolled. would have. I probably would have rolled Dolphins as well if you would have told me that. So yeah, so it, it's just wild. Uh, he looked good. I, I really do think he looked very good. He he was getting basically cover zero blitz the entire game and played well and responded well to it. So. Um, that's how you get to a rookie quarterback, and Mr. Irrelevant became very relevant. Is the the new uh, the new favorite meme that everyone wants to say? Uh, but yeah, he gets uh, to play Tom Brady this week. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I think he gave me he shows me just enough in the preseason and in this game where I think he could be just competent enough for us to win a few of these games. Um, the biggest news is that Jimmy was going to be out for the year. The kind of flip side of that is we learned a few hours ago that he actually didn't get ligamental damage that he thought they got uh, that they thought he got so he may be back by the divisional round of the playoffs which means if we can just string together enough wins to to win the division and then play like the giants in the wild card game where we play a team that we should definitely beat even with brock purdy back there we can now get to a divisional round, get our starter back in, and you know if our defenses continue to play that well, we're going to be a real tough out for anybody. So uh, we still got a shot. We got a shot. I, definitely worse than what it was earlier, but it's a shot. Yeah, I mean, like I said, reason to be optimistic still. So just finish strong. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the, and the reason I you know said that I was going to wait on the Baker thing was, I think this was McVeigh, just because this season sucks. He was just like, if we pick up Baker, then the Niners can't have him. And I don't know how the Niners even put a claim on him, but I just, in theory, he's like, screw it. We pay him $1.5 million, whatever, that's it. And that way, if the Niners did want him, they can't have him. It was just like their way of kind of like trying to get back at us. I don't know. Forgetting like, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Like, he's just trying to like throw shade, which like, I don't think it worked because I don't think we were going to sign him, and I think that would have been a disaster anyway. But it, it was almost like, uh, our season's over anyway, but just in case. You know, yeah, I mean, I guess now we'll never know because Sean McVay uh, sniped him, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, so like I said, you, it sounds like you guys are going to get Jimmy back, hopefully in playoffs if you make it to the divisional. So that should be good. Yeah. Um, next game, I'll let you take uh, take this one. Yeah, well, turns out Mahomes still can't beat Joe Burrow. He's now 0-3, all in 2022, by the way. All losses came in the 2022 calendar year, so uh, I don't know. That's pretty our impressive defense, for a non-divisional team. I know, I know. Our, <laughs> our defense uh, just, I think, is what lost us the game. Uh, they couldn't tackle. They couldn't cover. Jamar Chase, really good at football, had no issues coming back. Samaji Piran ran all over us. 
Um, Travis Kelsey had one big critical fumble, but I'm not going to give him too much grief for it because he's come in clutch for us like 99 times out of 100. So, yeah, it was a really not clutch fumble, but, you know, he's still Travis Kelsey and he's won us more games than he's lost us, so I'm not going to harp on that one too much. Uh, definitely bitter. Um, it's annoying uh, that Joe Burrow, Macaulay Culkin has beaten us three times all in the same year. Um, I'm annoyed. I do not want to play the Bengals in playoffs. Um, I don't. I don't think I'd rather play anyone. I'd rather play anyone else in playoffs right now. The Bengals. I don't. What I don't know what it is. They have our number. Whether it's Joe Burrow, whether it's Zach Taylor, whether it's. I I don't know what it is, but they continue to beat us, and I. Emotionally, I hate them. Um, I do not like the Cincinnati Bengals. I hate Joe Burrow. Uh, anyway, moving on. I, I just that's what I've got. I mean, they did well, they outplayed us, but we it was still a good competitive game. I thought it lived up to the hype. Uh, Joe Burrow said that as well. He said that the matchup lived up to a type. I I completely agree. Um, I just think they played better than us ultimately. I mean, I think you, you said it earlier. This was Show Me Sunday, right? Everyone's just showing different things. The, the Bengals showed that they're legit. The Bengals yeah. showed, yeah. The Bengals showed that they're, whatever dark aura, bad start to the season they had, like they are, they are back and they are peaking at the right time. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And they're they're ready to they're ready to go for the playoff run. I think here, so this will be fun. T Higgins and Jamar Chase both look ridiculous. Um, and this was without Joe Mixon too. So um, you're gonna add another absolute stud. Um, of an athlete for him there, so um, yeah, um, that'll be uh, that'll be fun to watch. All right, next game: Chargers Raiders. Uh, this game, the Chargers chargered it, and uh, Devonte Adams just completely took over. The Raiders. This is what I expected the Raiders to look like. To be honest, though, is that they looked way more competent. Their defense played well. Their the offense Chargers. was kind of firing well. And the Chargers sucked. They have no defense. They could not stop the run. They couldn't stop anyone. Uh, it was this was the story of the Chargers' defense completely failing and just the offense not being able to put enough together to beat the Raiders. Uh, is is Brandy Staley going to get fired? Like I, I know it might be hard for you to it might be hard for you to think about because I know you still have a little bit of love affair with him. You, but no, I don't. This is you've been pushing this narrative all year. Uh, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> you broke I'm up ready. with him last I year. I broke up with him. No, we we did an episode. I like broke up with him weeks ago. It's recorded <laughs> on this podcast. Yeah, I do. Um, I think if they miss playoffs, I was, like they. Uh, I think Brandon Staley's out if they miss playoffs. If they make playoffs. Uh, and they go one and done. I think that he can get fired if Sean Payton says he wants that Chargers job, because it's they haven't made the playoffs with Staley. So even if they go one and done, I mean then you're technically firing a guy on his best like technical year. So if they miss playoffs, I can see where they go. Okay, it's just it's been enough. We you haven't been able to make the playoffs. We're done with you, and they just fire him then. But if they make playoffs and get fired, I think if they're gonna fire him after that, they they better be confident they're signing Sean Payton. Because Sean yeah, Payton yeah. is looping out there, and somebody. Well, and that's the thing is the Chargers would be able to talk to Sean Payton, because Sean Payton's not employed by anybody else right now, so it wouldn't be any tampering rules while they still had a head coach. Yeah, I think he he might still have something weird with the Saints. I'm not entirely sure what that whole situation is. I just know Sean Payton shadow wants coaching to coach the Saints. Again. <laughs> He's not shadow coaching the Saints. That's obvious. That's that's clear with how they're doing. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that game. We'll get later, but the only other, I mean. Sean Payton, I mean, I've mentioned this one before, and this kind of leads us into the next game, if you're okay with tying up Chargers-Raiders. Yeah. If Mike McCarthy goes one and done in the playoffs, or they have a bad choke in the second round, and Sean, Sean Payton's out the door, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike McCarthy gets canned out of Dallas. Because um, yeah. that's another team that Sean Payton's been talking about wanting. This Cowboys team looks very good. They're finally so, figuring out that Tony Pollard is an amazing running back. Hung 50. Um, yeah, granted, the Colts suck. There was a lot of turnovers because the Colts suck and all of that. But the Cowboys looked very good. Um, and the Colts kept it close for like a half. Yeah, it was about a half. I think it was like 19. or No, they ended on the, the touchdown, so it was 21 to 16 or something like and that. Like, and the Raiders – sorry, the Raiders. They, they just – I hate both of them so much. They blend in. <laughs> the Cowboys um, scored 33 points in the fourth quarter. So if you were to take that out of their total – they would still be 21-19 going into the fourth quarter. So, yeah. like, at some point, like, yeah, they steamrolled them in that whole second half, and it didn't ever feel like the Colts were in the game. Um, but it, 
there was just a lot kind of that it just started spiraling very very quickly it turned into just like a get matt ryan out of there he's gonna get killed yeah um, it became like a house of horrors like it was yeah. that was i mean cowboys are looking good man and uh they're looking good enough to where if they choke in the playoffs it's going to be right on schedule um and i would not be yeah. surprised if mike mccarthy gets the boot i've been saying that well i think he's been that- on a hotter seat than a lot of people have been thinking I- I, I'm not in the room though, so I could be way off base on that. But I just I think he's on a hotter seat than people realize, and I think it's because Sean Payton's out there and expressed well, interest. And the thing with the Cowboys is, is they Jerry Jones just expects you to win the Super Bowl every year, and it's just not a reality. Um, and this team has looked better than a lot of the previous teams the last five, five years for the Cowboys have. Um, but because of how good the Eagles are, this Cowboys team is going to end up being a five seed. And they're going to end up playing the Bucks more than likely, who look like they're going to win that division. And if I just that defense is playing well enough, and Brady is Brady, and we'll talk about the Monday night game here in a minute, but Dallas is going to be in a weird situation because they're basically guaranteed to play the winner of the NFC South. Um, because the winner of the NFC West, the Niners or the Seahawks, is who it's going to end up being. That they're going to have more wins than whoever the NFC South winner is. Yeah. It's just the way that it's going to work out. There's no way. So it's even with a kind of a collapse by both teams here at the end of the year. So it's going to be more than likely Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks or Niners, Bucks, then Cowboys, and then whichever, whichever, yeah, yeah, probably end up being Seahawks or Niners or NFC East team. And then either Seahawks or Niners and you know, whatever. So it's going to be kind of a mix of, Commanders, Giants, and then the lose the second place of the NFC West. Um, right now would be the Seahawks. So it, it, that's going to be a weird spot where if I'm the Niners, I am just hoping to get the two seed. Like I, and I, and I obviously I'm a Niners fan. I, I am like just hoping the Vikings collapse here because it would be great to end up playing like a Giants in the as a seven seed um, to get into this because then we start playing now you're going to end up playing the Vikings in the second round. You have them at home more than likely the Vikings end up maybe choking that game and you're playing the six seed, but that way you're out of the mix of having to play the Cowboys. Cause I think the Cowboys are dangerous out. Um, but they're definitely very beatable. And I think that would get, they're dangerous. Cause I think Mike McCarthy knows if he loses that game that he's fired. And I think that everyone in the locker room knows how every single playoff run has gone for them. So they, yeah. I think they, there's a chance that they get in their own head. Um, but we'll see right now. I mean, they, they beat a bad team really badly. So that good for them. Next game, we got the goat, uh, doing it like he always does. Uh, This game was almost as gross as the Broncos Ravens game. It, it was for a lot of it. It really was until the Um, last four minutes. Yeah. And then it is beautiful to watch. At a certain point, I mean, we only get so much more of this with Tom Brady. So in a certain way, we just gotta appreciate it, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you just see Brady's frustration the whole game, and then for him to just lead those two touchdown drives at the end is just was, it was it was one of those we're watching it, and I'm like, Brady's about to score now, isn't he? Bucks are gonna win this game, and then my wife comes by and goes, Bucks just scored? Ah, oh, they don't have enough time left, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. She went to go keep working. I walked back there. I'm like, you said, they, you know, they said they weren't going to score. Never count out Tom Brady. <laughs> this oh is exactly what it was. Never count out Tom Brady. That's just how it works. Um, it's uh, it, the the Saints we talked about a little bit earlier, but just stop making me watch Andy Dalton, please. Just like I, I can't do this anymore. He sucks. Let's like, watch Jameis. Off- Let's watch Jameis. It, it's it's not even that he's playing that bad. It's just the offense is painful. Like it's just, oh, just just let me watch Jameis. He's gonna just he's gonna keep it exciting at least. We're gonna get at least 10, 50 yard bombs thrown. They, half of them are gonna be picks, but at least I'll have some fun with it. Like at least yeah. I might have, oh something might happen. I mean throw Winston with the lave together. I think that'd be fun. I mean what's the point? Jameis has the captain's logo on his chest, and you're not even playing him. It's just bizarre. Like what do you have to lose at this point? It's like, nothing. I there's mean, no way you come back in the division. I mean. If they won this game, there was a chance, uh, but because they would have been basically tied. With the bye weeks, they, I think they would have had one more loss, but still, now that they lost this game, yeah. it's kind of a separator, and yeah. you kind of expect and Tampa. I don't, I don't think they have their pick, because I think that's with the Eagles, right? Uh, no, yeah, their first-round pick goes to the Eagles, so they're, they're not, like, they don't get a pick out of it. 
Yeah, just helping the just... Eagles get better in the offseason. I mean, there's enough of that. The, like you said, the Lions get the Rams. The the really bad Saints pick goes to the Eagles. The really bad Denver pick goes to the Seahawks. Lucky. I think three of the top five picks are already traded away, which is almost impossible when you think about it because if you're trading away first-round picks for a player, they're normally good enough to make your team pretty good. Yeah. But for not all three of these case, teams, it's been not a, in an issue. Cases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's I mean, wild. we all knew that the, one of those those Rams first-round picks were going to eventually bite him in the ass. Yeah. I mean, that's why people were so down. I mean, eventually they were just like, okay, eventually this is going to come in. And now it looks like the Lions were the ones, which honestly, good for the Lions. I'm glad that out of all the teams that got some of the bad Rams picks, it's they, they were one of them. So. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, the biggest thing of that is Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady's back. He's going to keep things competitive, even though that team is not very good. I uh, Yeah, I guess we'll, we'll get into next week's games, though, and I'll talk about that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else on last week, Cam, before we get into next week's games? Yeah, I'm done with last week. I'm ready to go into next right. week, week 14. Next week's games, we have uh, – so last week, um, you had a really good week at our picks. Yes, I did. I'm proud of you. I should have jumped when you gave me the opportunity to jump from the Titans. I don't know <laughs> I don't know why I didn't see the A.J. Brown revenge game coming. That was, that, that was just obvious, and I just missed it. Um, so <laughs> shame on me. Yeah, shame on you. But I did think that Patrick Mahomes was going to get the baby bump. And that didn't happen either, so... Um, I thought, yeah, I know, he just became a father. Bronze. Patrick yeah. Bronze Mahomes. <laughs> Which, because he's the third. Yeah, yeah. and, well, and, and his and other kids have metal... Silver, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. so. Yeah, he didn't get it though. So uh, well, it's but, such a rich people name. It's some rich people shit. <laughs> That's what I was talking to Will about it because he asked me what I thought, and I was like, I don't care. Like, I guess it makes sense. It's some rich people shit though. I would never do it. Um, <laughs> Um, but you know, with all those picks last week, I think you gained two points on me. So now I'm up five on the season. Let's so go. You're just slowly crawling your way back in. Um, we only have a couple that are different this week. Um, it's so possible we'll go over this weekend's those gonna wash. Yeah. So we had this one, uh, and I was thinking the same exact thing you were. I rolled with the I stat just, gods. I there, I, have I rolled no against football. the stats. Yeah, I have no football reason why. I picked this game the way it is. Like it, not, it isn't even me being emotional and petty because I wouldn't even stoop this far out of being emotional and petty. <laughs> this is this is just stat gods. The Browns have beaten the Bengals for like six games straight, and I'm just gonna roll with it, uh, even yeah. though there's so nothing. This is that, just, the Browns Kansas showed me is nothing. Such a big Deshaun Watson fan that he just stop. Can't stop with this narrative. <laughs> this is you're his fan. You were wearing his jersey right now. And, you got the Browns one on. You got the Browns one on, and the Texans one is hanging on the wall behind you. you is that a Clemson one too in the background? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I got Dabo in the back here. Yeah, we're all, we're all good to go. Travis Etienne's over here. Just but I crossed out Etienne yeah. and then made the one of four and then wrote Watson on there. It's just yeah. This is definitely this is right now. This is just me rolling with stat guts. I mean, we talked about Show Me Sunday last week. The Browns showed me no reason why they should win this game. And the Bengals showed me every reason why they would just steamroll the Browns here. Um, but for whatever reason, the Browns have owned the Bengals. And the Browns have been a bad team for some of this. Uh, so. Yeah. No, I mean. Locking it up. It's going to be gross. So Cam's going Browns. I'm going Bengals. I mean, I shouldn't need to explain. The Bengals are better. No, than you are, don't need to explain I, this. I almost picked the way you did purely because of that stat as well. So, um, yeah. We'll, we'll Which, see. by the way, uh, because what we did not differ in this pick, because of a similar stat, I almost picked the Bucks to beat the 49ers because Tom Brady is 6-0 and against quarterbacks that have made their first start against him. And Brock Purdy will be the seventh person to make his start against Tom Brady. We both ended up picking the Niners in that game. We did. We did, um, but I, and, and I couldn't I do the stat. For the same exact reasoning, well. right, is the Niners' defense is playing so well where it's going to be a really low-scoring game. And, and the Bucks' offense just doesn't look good. I don't care yeah. if they – even if it is Tom Brady, it's just – it is why. But I, I had to I had to stat God one of these games, and so I, Bucks, I did the Browns' Bucks Bengals. on a short week, you know. Like, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I was this close to picking the Bucks, um, but I, I, I am picking the Niners because I do think the Niners have a good shot, and I think that will actually – it will be a close game. I'm not saying good game, but it will be a close game because um, I think both defenses are very good. Um, yes. Next game that we do have different, though, um, and this might be one where I drop a point, but partly because I thought Lamar might be back. <laughs> so uh, I picked the Ravens, Cam's picking the Steelers. 
The Steelers' Let's defense go. is legit, and especially without Lamar, I'm, I'm kind of worried about this. Tyler Huntley's okay, but he doesn't win a lot of games. So, um, like, he, Steelers, he plays just well enough to keep it close, but doesn't really win. So I'm a little concerned about that one. I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, Steelers-Ravens usually is a really good competitive, like, game. My thing about the AFC North is it's, like, Steelers-Bengals is always, like, a disgustingly close game. Like, it's just dirty. I hate watching it. I mean, the, one of the most recent ones was Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. Or, no, that's – never mind. Sorry, that's Browns. I'm still talking Bengals here. Um, but Steelers-Ravens has always been, like, one of those divisional games. It's always played really well. They just – seems like there's a mutual respect. They hate each other. But it's just – they come out competitive. I think it's going to be a good, good close game. I'm going to mm-hmm. roll the Steelers here just because – of the Lamar injury. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the Steelers, this is their time to, to win that game for sure because I don't think they win this, the back half in Baltimore with Lamar. So um, they got to get one of those two. They uh, do. For, for morale. Um, other games that were just kind of interesting, the game that got flexed to Sunday night, which I think will be an okay game, Dolphins-Chargers. Um, That's a fun game. Yeah, I think it was. Was it Broncos-Chiefs before that? No, it was... Uh, it was... I can't it, remember was. Who it was. It might have been Broncos Chiefs. It actually, yeah, I think so. I, I think it was Broncos Chiefs, and like they, they want to pat Mahomes in primetime as much as possible. But I mean, we both picked the Chiefs, but Denver's defense plays so well. I think that's like part of me is considering sitting Mahomes in fantasy just because of how good the Denver defense is playing. Um, I mean, we only got like, what score like eighteen points is like basically the mark. I mean, even yeah. then less, but. It, this, I mean, I, I'm not too worried. I'm not. I don't even consider this a real game of intrigue. If, if the Chiefs somehow drop this game or keep it close, then maybe watch it. I think Jets Bills could have been a good candidate for Sunday Night Flex as well. Uh, that's yeah. definitely a game of intrigue. I think the Bills are going to win it, but just it'd be fun to see the the Mike White experience again. Um, yeah. I think yeah, we're all thinking. There, there, oh, there's now a real. But no, I just want to piggyback on you with the Mike White Mike White experience. I wonder when that kind of experiment's going to end. Because at some point, they're going to have... I, I don't know if it will either, but at some point, if they lose this game, maybe one more game, now he's lost three in a row, do you throw Zach Wilson back in there? Because they still have a shot at the playoffs here, I, and you can't keep rolling with Mike White when you have the number one or number two overall pick on your bench. And he, you're close to the playoffs. I think that... Uh, just, ironically, at some point, you got to put him back in. Going into this Jets-Vikings game this last week... I thought that there was a chance that, okay, it's going to, like, eventually you just got to bench him and roll a Zach Wilson. After this game against the Vikings, I don't think Zach Wilson plays another start for the Jets again, at least this year. Uh, Zach, or Mike White, has that locker room. Um, They are, when they lost, their players in the interview saying, like, it was just nice to see someone who wasn't scared of the moment and just keep calm and, like, have, like, a good demeanor about him. Like, it's just... Zach Wilson has lost that locker room. Mike White has the locker room. I I get what you're saying. Like, it still makes sense because Zach Wilson is your number two overall pick. But, I mean, this is a borderline playoff team, and the locker room wants Mike White. And I think if you're a good coach, it sucks to be Zach Wilson right now, but that's just the way it is. I, I think it's Mike White for the rest of the season for the Jets. I, I lean your way. I just thought the question needs to be asked at some it point. It does so. need to be asked because Mike White is – He's not going to win you all these games. Like he's still Mike White. You're going to lose because your quarterback is Mike White. Uh, I mean, we saw it this last week against the Vikings. Yeah. But the locker room. I mean, you you've got so much good stuff happening there. Where I feel like you just you keep that locker room intact by playing Mike White. And then if you move on to a new quarterback next year, Derek Carr, Jimmy G, who who knows? Any Matt Ryan. I'm joking there, but you never know. <laughs> Carson Wentz. I mean, fuck. Right. Like I feel like. The locker room would be more like put together of taking in one of those guys and coming back with Zach Wilson. I don't want to like exaggerate and say Zach Wilson's done in New York, but it, he could be, and I do think he's, his season at least this year is done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another game of intrigue I have that we all are interested in is uh, the Cowboys Texans. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's gonna be it's a Eagles Giants. Eagles Giants. Yeah, it's the battle for Texas uh, between two really great teams. Eagles-Giants will be interesting. I mean, it's NFC East. Uh, both are winning records, so, I mean, there's 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 some bite there. But I do think the Eagles will win that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, 
definitely agree with you on that one. I, uh, that's really all the games of interest I I have at this point. I mean, Dolphins, Chargers will be okay. Um, I think Dolphins will, will end up steamrolling them a little bit. Vikings-Lions is going to be an interesting one. Yeah, I, I think the Vikings end up running away with it, but that would be awesome to see Detroit. Detroit does have the line right fight. now, 2.5. Detroit does have a, is wow. projected to win by 2.5. Wow. So I do think... I get on paper we've got ten and two versus a five and seven. It doesn't seem like it's going to be that good, but it's a divisional game where Detroit is projected to win in awesome. Detroit. They just came off That'd hanging be... forty. I uh, definitely excited that, to watch that. Just that see would what make happens. me as a Niner fan and as a Dan Campbell fan very happy. So that would be uh, that'd be awesome. I, I think we're both going to be rooting for Detroit this Sunday for sure. <laughs> uh, the only oh. other one I've kind of got is Panthers-Seahawks, just because the Seahawks have been in danger of losing their third straight against kind of beatable teams. I mean, they almost lost to a bad Rams team. They Last year they, or last week they did lose to a bad Raiders team. The week before that they lost to, I forget who it was they lost though, and it was not a great team. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. It's I could be wrong. The, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Bucks. The Bucks. That's it. They lost to Bucks a not so Munich. great Bucks team in in Munich. So, so by week and then lost in Munich. Yeah. So on paper, I mean, Seahawks Panthers doesn't seem like it should be all that competitive, but I am curious because I, I want to see the Seahawks look dominant because right now it looks like they could lose that game or have another closer win than it should be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So for, yeah. Obviously, for your Niners, I was to say, and for your Niners, I mean, that might be a more be interesting game than you think when you keep eyes yeah. on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, we can do a quick guess that ticket price here um, before we, we kind of wrap this up. Um, uh, so, for those of you that are new to the podcast, this is Cam's favorite segment. He is so good at this. He's only won it once. Um, TC3, I feel like, wins it every time he's on, uh, so it's awesome. But uh, this, ticket pr- uh, this game goes with what we end up doing is picking the cheapest game and the most expensive game, and we're looking at the point of entry for all these games. So, uh, we have six teams on by next week, which is absolutely insane that we have six teams on by this late in the year, uh, but we do. Uh, so there's a little bit less games to choose from, so it kind of I'm ready. narrows it I down for Cam. So we're going to go uh, the cheapest game. We're looking at the cheapest point of entry across all of these games in the NFL. Cam, what is your pick? I don't see how I get the. I don't even see how I lose this week. Cheapest games: uh, Texans, Cowboys. You sure? You sure? You locking that in? Because you're real confident. Whenever this happens, for those of you who haven't I heard have, all of I these, have, whenever Cam does this guess. is what he's wrong, and he ends up getting the second cheapest. So. Well, the, the key is I always do it when I bring up another game. I'm not bringing up any other game. I'm just going to lock in Texas Cowboy, Texans-Cowboys as the cheapest game. No right. nods to any other matchup. Show me you're the locked? money. Show, locked I'm in? locked. Show me the money. All right. You are correct. Texans-Cowboys is... Clearly the worst game. I almost, I'm not going to give it to you because. And the Cowboys have well, the Cowboys have been the cheapest. That was such game an easy one that doesn't count. So you've still only got it one, right once. That doesn't even count. Uh, Fine. <laughs> dub, 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 yeah. History right. would show dub. if I'm, but history would show if I'm getting it right. It must be obvious. Um, yeah, that that that, <laughs> that one was just yeah. It's a joke. Uh, I'm ready to lock in. Game and nobody wants to go. All right, we're going to go most expensive game of the week. So we're looking at the. Most expensive game across all of football. Looking at the most expensive point of entry, camp. I'm taking what I've learned this year. Tex- Cowboys have had a few of the cheapest games of the year, which is why I went with them against a bad matchup. On the flip side, this team has had a few most expensive games of the year, and it's a good to matchup in division. I'm going to go with the most expensive game is 10 a.m. Jets-Bills. All right. And I have Logic? no other... No, no other like even honorable mentions so you're locked I'm, in i do have another honorable mention but i don't want to bring it up because then it'll magically make it right so 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 i'll, I'll be honest if in? i am i'm locked in give me jets all right so you are incorrect is um, it is it is it eagles logic? Pay, is it eagles giants no but they are second place okay, cool. eagles giants okay, is cool. second place so um yeah, there's some weird prices on this one. So that one is it's high. It's up there. It's like I want to say it's like number five or four of the week. So it's up there. Um, most expensive game of the week: Bucks Niners. Tom Brady in the Bay Area. Is it Tom is it Brady Levi? coming back home to the Bay Area? Yeah, it's in San Francisco. Yeah, that that was just that, that's a weird one. Um, I wouldn't every expect time. That. Every time I guess the Niners is the most expensive ticket, I've been wrong. But. Tom Brady has been leading to some most expensive tickets on a week, so I let that one slip. Yep. 
So uh, yeah, that one's just just a little bit more, just by a couple dollars over the the uh, Eagles uh, Giants one. Can you uh, guess a price for that game for Niners Bucks? One eighty-two. One forty-one. Dang, so I was going to go lower. Are cheaper overall this week, and then the Texans uh, Cowboys game is actually thirty-five dollars. Thirty-five. Okay. So just a little bit more expensive than we normally see for that cheapest game. I was um, saying that's, that's, like that's like the most expensive cheapest game we've had. You will you will never guess what the third most expensive game was this week. It blew me away. It's only by seven dollars. It's only seven dollars cheaper than Niners Bucks. The third most. Yeah. Ah, give me. And I, it it sounds like it shouldn't make sense. So give me. Hmm. Panthers Seahawks. Seattle market. Raiders, Raiders, Rams. In so if it was far, in the Vegas, Rams have nothing to play for. It's in LA. It just doesn't make. They've any been sense. cheap too. They've been cheap all season. LA takes the only thing. Cheap. Only thing I could think of is that it's the Raiders in LA, and there's a big LA contingency that, down that, there. That actually, so that's, yes, that's yeah. where it's coming from. But they also play so. the Chargers in LA in that same stadium. So you think that would be the game that they'd want to go to instead? But maybe I think those ones haven't the been the cheapest. I don't know if those have been the most expensive, but I think those ones haven't been cheap per se. I think the yeah, Rams but, just get more sex appeal than the Chargers yeah. do, even though it's interdivision yeah. with the Raiders. I do yeah. think it's because the Raiders are in LA though. That's a good. That's a good. Good theory. Yeah, um, and I only have one other thing I want to talk about before we get out of here today, and this is not NFL related. Um, this is uh, college I've football got- related. Before we go into it, I've got one actually last bit of NFL related oh, okay. thing we, we should talk about. Not too much time on it. Odell was supposed to make his decision. He yes. was flirting and basically basic, making it obvious that he was going to go with the Cowboys. And then all of a sudden, the Cowboys today said, we don't know if we want to sign Odell. So, huge twist. Um, there's no end right now. There's no resolution other than uh, he still hasn't announced a team yet. Yeah, I... It'll be interesting to see if Odell ends up actually going there. He'll help the Cowboys if he goes there, which would Will suck, he? so I hope he doesn't. It seems like they're finally hitting their rhythm. I don't know. I mean... I, I think adding another just, weapon to that could only help them unless... Maybe, uh, I thought paper, he wasn't going to help right. the Rams. I thought he wasn't going to help the Rams, and he was the that's Rams' fair. best player other than Cooper Cup down that stretch. So he played that's very fair. well in the Super Bowl. So That's fair. Uh, until he got hurt, obviously. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see where all that ends up going. I think that's an interesting storyline to follow because he we'll see if he, he hops on. Signed. If he hops on any playoff team's roster, that's an immediate boost. Um, he's not I mean, your number one game breaker, but if he's a solid number two or three, that's he, if that's, he plays. Because it sounds like yeah. the reason the Cowboys aren't signing him is because it sounds like he won't be able to play this season, and they, that's what they have concerns over. Because I mean, oh, the Cowboys have every reason to think that they could go to the Super Bowl, you know. So oh, they're yeah. not signing I mean, him. I, for that reason, yeah, so I'm like, he we'll see if he even to, gets signed. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think he'd be cleared until December, January, just because of when he got hurt last year was in the Super Bowl. So that was the original um, timeline was December, January, and now it's. But if he's like, actually having issues and he's not quite on t- on track, which I thought he was, but if he's not, um, I mean, knows? maybe he's been saying he wants to be on track and because he wants the money and he wants to get signed, and he's not really concerned if he actually helps the team or not. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll, it's just something to keep tabs on. It, it is interesting that the Cowboys came out and said they may not sign him because they're worried about his injury. Doesn't mean anything. He could get signed by the Bills tomorrow and then play next week. You never know. Uh, but yeah. right now, there's just a little wrinkle. So anyway, yeah. you had something for yeah. college football. Last thing was just college football. The playoff was finally decided. One thing that was awesome was watching USC just get the shit kicked out of them by Utah and blowing their chance at a playoff lead. Caleb Williams will probably still win the Heisman, which sucks because I – because they haven't played anybody, so we were just able to put up a bunch of stats, whatever. Um, but one thing I want to talk about was uh, Alabama like is well not the in the uh, – <laughs> He's going to go great with the Texans. Um, I think he's actually got one more year at, F- at SC after this anyway, so he's still got one more year. But um, the what I want to talk about is Alabama misses their second playoff in their history. Um, obviously, it's only been around for you know a few years here, but it's only the second time they missed the playoff, which is pretty crazy. Um, so – you know, love to see the it. Alabama fans. Love um, to see it. Yeah, uh, you know they've had they've had their, they've had so much. I mean, come on, are we? I don't feel bad for them for missing their second playoffs. Like, yeah, they, they just should have been better. You know, they they just should have been better. They just should have been better, right? Um, but uh, what one <laughs> thing I really better, want? 
they just should have been better. And, and you know, hopefully our, our one specific fan uh, knows what we're talking about. But um, I don't. Uh, I guess not. I guess I don't. Uh, I'll shut up. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, Alabama needs to just play better, right? Like uh, they lost to uh, Tennessee and LSU. Um, they're supposed to own LSU and Baton Rouge, uh, and then they lost for that overtime. Uh, or about that overtime, they lost by a two point conversion there. Um, and if they, you know, Nick Saban, maybe he's lost it. Maybe he's lost his edge. Maybe Bama's just going to crash, falling down. I don't know about again. I mean, like, oh, I don't. If I was a Bama fan, I'd be spiraling. Is all I'm saying. I, mean, I just couldn't imagine. Oh, being definitely happy spiral. Being a Bama fan. Oh, definitely yeah, spiral. <laughs> uh, no, but what I really want to talk about was TCU. Um, TCU ended up losing their game this week, and in a weird way, TCU gained more respect after they lost this game, and almost purely because Max Duggan just was a warrior through that game, and he just willed his team into overtime, and I thought they scored in overtime that touchdown. They didn't even really review it. Whatever, but um, he didn't watch the game. It was awesome. I came to see him winning, uh, but TCU still made the playoff. It's going to end up being Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Ohio State. Um, I think Georgia and Michigan end up winning both of those games, and Georgia ends up winning the national title game. Um, but uh, I, I do think adding TCU into the playoff mix will be fun, and they might have a chance to give Michigan a little bit of a game there um, and have some fun. So, um, yeah, that's all I had on the college football, and I hope the game doesn't win either. You drive some here, college Um, yeah. Also, uh, UCLA and the title of the South Korea. Yes, UCLA.